You are listening to Keystone Stock Talk Podcast, episode 44. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at www.keystocks.com. Come back often, and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at Keystocks and on Facebook or via our 24-hour streaming radio station, pennystocks.fm. And keep submitting your stocks via the usual social channels or at our website, keystocks.com, for our Your Stock Our Take segment. And we just might review your stock in an upcoming show and let you know if it is a buy, sell, or hold. This week in our Your Stock, Our Take segment, we take a look at American Green, ERBB on the OTC, a U.S. cannabis-related stock, which we reviewed in this segment last August. At the time, we saw it as uninvestable. The stock is down roughly 40% since that time, and we were asked by a listener to take another look at it. Is it a buy, sell, or hold? We'll let you know. Our star of the week is Terago, symbol TGO on the TSX which provides businesses across Canada with data and voice communication services, data center co-location, hosting services, as well as cloud infrastructure and service computing and storage solutions. The stock jumped 25% in the last couple of weeks after it appears to be poised to unlock the value in a significant wireless spectrum asset. Finally, our dog of the week is Calfrac Well Services Limited, CFW on the TSX. It provides specialized oil field services, including hydraulic fracking, coiled tubing, cementing, and other well completion services to the oil and natural gas industries in Canada, Russia, Mexico, and Argentina. The stock has lost 35% of its value over the past two months on the heels of a potential shareholder lawsuit. The debt heavy business appears to be turning around operations in a stronger energy pricing environment. Is it a dog or an opportunity? We'll take a look at it. Now let's dig into the show. I welcome again my co-host, Keystone's VP and Senior Analyst, Mr. Aaron Dunn. How are you doing, Aaron? I'm doing great. How are you doing today, Ryan? I'm excellent, excellent. Uh, It's getting warmer out, sunny days. It's nice. Um, And we uh, got a great question here to revisit a company that we looked at, I believe, in August. Uh, just was it August of this past year, Aaron? It was August of last year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So our your our your stock, our take. Yeah, in our your stock, our take segment, and that was on a company called American Green Inc. The symbol is ERBB on the OTC or the pink sheets. The current price is about point one of a cent. The market cap is twenty two point five million US. I'm going to let you take that one away, Aaron. It's time we answer a question on your stock in a little segment we like to call Your Stock, Our Take. Buy, sell, or hold. Sounds good. My pleasure. My pleasure. So as you said, Ryan, we're revisiting this stock. It was uh, it was a Your Stock, Our Take about 10 months ago, American Green, symbol ERBB on the OTC pink sheets. Um, so we looked. we took a look at the at the stock 
back then, back back in August, and it was very interesting to see some of the reactions we got from a few people when we posted it on YouTube and other social media. So when we took a look at the company, we were thoroughly unimpressed with the numbers, and we weren't shy about discussing why. The company had very little revenue, significant debt, they were burning through a lot of cash, and they had a crazy share structure. So I believe at the time it was about 13 billion shares outstanding. Today, less than a year later, that share count has increased to about 22 billion shares as disclosed in their last quarterly report. The share structure is crazy. So just to put that into perspective, 22 billion shares, that's significantly more than Apple, Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and Facebook all have together combined. Anyway, a a couple people who obviously own shares in the company or are associated with it in some other way send us some very angry comments because we didn't like the stock. Uh, First of all, we always love to see comments, uh, happy or or unhappy, whether you agree or disagree with our views. Either way, we want to see you posting those comments on our social media, our LinkedIn, our YouTube, our Facebook, our Twitter. So keep them coming, all comments. Um, But what I am going to say is this. We are fundamental investors, which means we are evaluating the financial success of individual businesses. And it's the continuation of that financial success, meaning growing revenues and profitability, that is going to drive the share price higher into the future. So if you're somebody who doesn't care to look under the hood of a company's financial performance or you just don't know how, if you're somebody who, who gravitates more towards investing in, in fads or investing in something just because it's, it's, uh, it's the flavor of the day, your opinions are going to differ vastly from ours with respect to what is a good investment and what is not a good investment. So don't get angry at fundamental investors because we don't like companies that you own because those companies produce almost no revenue and continuously burn through cash. That's just silly. And ultimately, it probably means that these people deep down inside just really know that what we are saying is right. But anyways, moving on to our analysis of American Green. The stock is trading today at about 0.1 cent. I actually think it's just under 0.1 of a cent. So that's not 10 cents. That's not one cent. That's 0.1 of a cent, a fraction of a penny. At the time, as you said, Ryan, at the time of our original assessment, it was trading at about 0.17 cents. So still a fraction of a penny down obviously about about 40%. But with the share price that low, fluctuations like that are basically just, you just have to expect them. Uh, So outside of that, looking at the financial statements, financially not much has changed except for the huge increase in the share count. At the end of the last quarter, the company had about $250,000 in cash on its balance sheet and $14 million in debt. The company reported about $138,000 for the first nine months of the year in revenue and a net loss over that period of $1.8 million. So at this point, as a fundamental investor, there is really no reason to go any further into the research. The company is virtually generating no revenue. It's losing lots of money. It has a highly leveraged balance sheet. Any company with that profile is highly, highly speculative and not a real investment to us. Now, I know that this company does have some growth plans. They, they reported buying a town in California that they want to turn into a cannabis destination. But I'm going to say something that, that a lot of people might have or some people might have difficulty understanding. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the growth plan is. It doesn't matter what the company is saying. What matters is what the company is actually doing and what they have achieved. 
At Keystone, we've been doing this. We've been doing this researching companies, all sorts of companies in various industries for 20 years. And we have heard thousands of stories. We've heard thousands of different promises. Talking is very easy. Building a sustainable cash flow positive business is not easy. And that is what we look, look for. So until we see some actual evidence of financial success, like maybe more than, than a couple hundred thousand in revenue, maybe a penny of profit, until we see that, we could really care less about what management is promising. My opinion of American Green is unchanged from a year ago. I don't see any investment value. I wouldn't touch it. I invite the company to prove me wrong and I would not be upset if they did, but the chances of that happening are very, very, very minuscule. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good summary. Uh, I would concur. Uh, we're going to look at it as a business. What are they doing in terms of generating profitability? Uh, are they even close to that? No. And, uh, you know, the, the share price has reflected that poor performance uh, since we did that, uh, you know, just just under a year ago. We did our year stock, our take on the company. Uh, this is at a time where cannabis stocks generally have been doing very well, even cannabis-related companies with limited businesses or limited business models. So this company has managed to underperform that segment, uh, which is uh, quite astonishing, but really we're not surprised. Now let's look at our weekly star from our stars and dogs segment. It's time for this week's star. star. This week, it's Terago Inc., TGO on the TSX. The current market price, about $7.20. Market cap is $113.9 million. The stock increased 25% in the last couple of weeks. Well, what does it do? First of all, Terago provides businesses across Canada with data and voice communication services, data center co-location and hosting services, as well as cloud infrastructure and uh, service computing and they service computing and storage solutions. Now, what is driving the stock? Well, Terago announced a bot deal, which was for uh, financing for 1.1 million shares at $5.30 for net proceeds of around 5.3 million. It was fully exercised um, at the time. The proceeds, this is key, will be used to fund the purchase of 24 gigahertz spectrum, which Terago has been using under a license agreement with a company called Mobile, Mobile Exchange Spectrum Inc. Now, Terago's lease agreement had included an option provision which allowed the company to purchase the Spectrum before expiration on August 1st, 2018. The lease had been struck in 2015, and it appears to allow Terago to purchase the Spectrum on very favorable terms. Terago will be buying the Spectrum covering 3.1 billion megahertz pop for an effective price of 19 cents per megahertz pop or an aggregate price of 5.7 million. Now megahertz pop is a standard telecommunications industry measurement referring to one megahertz of bandwidth passing one person in a coverage area in a spectrum license. Now this may sound like a bunch of gibberish to those unfamiliar with the communication spectrum or essentially, essentially the vast majority of the population. But we can use a comparable to see if Terago is getting a good deal. For a comparable, a company known as Straight Path bought an implied value, bought was bought at an implied value of $1.80 per megahertz pop. The spectrum Terago is purchasing is not identical to what was held by Straight Path, but 
the spectrum is close enough to represent a decent proxy in our view. Comparing the two, it appears Terago's option to buy has it purchasing the spectrum at about 0.10 and a half cents on the dollar. So a very good price. It's about 10 cents, sorry, not 0.10 cents, 10 cents on the dollar. Probably the reason the share price has surged of late. Now, our take, the option purchase certainly adds significant to the uh, amount of significant intrinsic value to the business. The share price has adjusted to a large degree to this already, which is, a, uh, which is good for the existing shareholders. Now, what concerns us is that Tarago's underlying core business is just not growing at a significant rate. In fact, in 2013, the business posted $51 million in revenues, and over this past year, in 2017, revenues grew slightly to $55 million. But that is a total revenue growth rate over a four-year period of under 8%, not 8% annually, 8% in total. Now, EBITDA and cash flow has gone down over that period. And in the first quarter of 2018, this year, total revenues decreased 3.8% and adjusted earnings were down 16%. The company posted a loss overall. Now, the gains over the past month make it our star of the week, but we think with the stock trading and an enterprise value to EBITDA multiple of roughly 10, it is fully valued near term. And we would have to see more growth in its core business for us to become at all interested in investing in it long term. Star for the week, but we don't see it as investable right now. You know, one of the things, one of the big themes right now in the market is is that technology is hot. So anything that has to do with data, uh, cloud computing, that that type of a thing is hot. And if you look at the share price of Terago over the past year, I mean, it's 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 had great performance, absolutely spectacular performance in the stock market, but not, as you said, the financial performance hasn't been great. So we like companies that operate. We do see a lot of a lot of value, a lot of opportunity in companies that operate in, in the in the AI space, data, cloud computing areas, application software, that kind of thing. Lots of recurring revenues. We like that. But the success of that of that strategy has to be the success of the strategy has to show up in the financial performance. And it's not that Terrago's financial performance has been horrible, but they certainly they certainly have not been they've certainly been not been growing at the rate that would that would interest us. Yeah, and, and there's far worse businesses on on in Canada than Terrago. I mean Terrago, you know, is operating business. There is cash flow coming in, you know, it, it has it had a reasonably solid balance sheet. And they, you know, they have this hidden asset that they're unlocking value in it, but the share price is reflecting a good deal of that at this stage. Um, it's good to have that bonus unlocked value there, but we want to see the core business growing and growing at a decent rate. And we just don't see that right now. And the company's profitability over the past four years really has been going down. Uh, and then you see its share price this year going up significantly. Uh, there's a disconnect there, and uh, we think it's fully valued right now. From our Stars and Dog segment, it's time for this week's Dog. Now, the Dog of the Week is Calfrac Well Services. CFW is its symbol on the TSX. The stock has declined 35% over the past two months, 19% over the past months, and 13% just in the last week and a half. What does it do? Calfrac provides specialized oil field services, including hydraulic fracking, coiled tubing, cementing, and other well completion services to the oil and natural gas industries in Canada, U.S., Russia, Mexico, and Argentina. 
What is driving the stock price lower? Well, uh, on May 19th, CalFrac announced a $65 million offering of senior notes due in 2026, 2026 in order to repay up, up all of its outstanding 7.5% senior notes due in 2020. With the balance to partially fund prepaying or the fund repayment of the remaining 196.5 million principal of Calfrax second tier lean tier loan term loan. Sorry. Also on May 19th, Wilkes Brothers, who own about 20% of Calfrax, issued a press release urging Calfrax to initiate a strategic alternatives process in order to improve the results of the business. On May 15th, CalFrac announced that its senior notes offering due in 2026 would now be at 8.5%. So it upped that from 7.5 to 8.5, likely with there was a lack of interest there. On May 30th, CalFrac launched a lawsuit against Wilkes Brothers, who again owned 20% of CalFrac, for a breach of confidentiality agreement and intent to cause harm to CalFrac at shareholders' expense. Calfrax statements were that in May 2016, Wilkes Brothers established Profrac Services, LLC, which is a competitor to Calfrac. So they established a company, they owned 20% of Calfrac, then established a competitor. Uh, now, in September 2017, public filings by Wilkes Brothers disclosed that it might take an activist role in relation to Calfrac. In response to this, Calfrac sought to constructively engage with Wilkes Brothers to facilitate this. Calfrac entered into a confidentiality agreement with Wilkes, Wilkes Brothers in February of this year. Wilkes Brothers knew as of February 23rd of Calfrac's intention to pursue this financing with spe the specifics of the plan and timing, Wilkes Brothers at no time expressed any dissatisfaction with the said plans until an inquiry from Calfrac on May 7th, two days before May the May 9th press release regarding the financing, and 75 days after they have been made aware under confidentiality. Calfrac now claims that Wilkes Brothers referred to discussions that were under confidentiality, failed to mention their own interest in the competitor company Profac, and timed their press release to negatively, negatively impact the financing. I'm going to take a deep breath there and say, wow, the infighting with major shareholders, which seems to have, uh, with, which they seem to have a major interest in a competitor. This is not positive near term. Activist shareholders can unlock value, but in the current situation at Calfrac, it doesn't seem to be unlocking any value. It's just causing a major disturbance. From a business perspective, in an improving energy environment, one might expect Calfrac is actually performing quite well. Revenues uh, were about $582 million for the third quarter, most recent quarter released, up 117%. Net income um, came in at $3.2 million compared to a loss of about $20 million in the same period last year. So on an adjusted diluted basis, adjusted EBITDA was $0.51 cents in the quarter, up from $0.16 cents in the same period last year. Now, the company trades with an enterprise value to EBITDA, a way that we would value this business of about 7.21, and it is at a discount to its peers in the U.S. But debt levels are high, and the current infighting increases the risk. If the energy pricing environment stays supportive to the stock, it could rebound, rebound to recent highs once again, but the 
declines over the past month and ongoing shareholder drama make this company our dog of the week. Yes, it's never a good sign when your biggest shareholder, when you're suing your biggest shareholder, that's for sure. No, it's a bit of a mess right now. And, you know, it's one of those situations where we do follow names in the sector. We always, in the energy sector, always have a spec buy because they, uh, no matter how well the business is being run, uh, they tend to run with, and the stock tends to run with the underlying commodity, be that oil or gas that they are servicing. So, you know, it always comes with a speculative rating in our uh, in our research. We would prefer, there's a couple names that we would prefer in this segment that, you know, have good cash balances, no debt, and are currently profitable and don't have infighting with a major shareholder. So there's some names that we would prefer at this point that just have less risk in what can be a risky sector at the best of times. One thing I'll just I'll just add to that, as you said, Ryan, with the debt, one if, something that that investors really have to understand about the oil and gas services industry is that it's it's incredibly risky. It's generally even more volatile than the oil and gas producers. It's it's what would be known as a derivative industry. So they'll they'll tend to they'll tend to pull back first, um, often before the producers at the peak of a cycle, and they'll often tend to start um, going up later. But they can. But the 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 potential, if you're able to time your purchases right, is 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 very high with these types of companies. We would see them more as trading securities. But one thing that we always try and do when we're looking at a very risky, very cyclical industry like that is we always try and focus on companies with little to no debt and preferably a net cash cash position because companies with a lot of debt. I, I mean, I'm looking at Calfrac. the The market cap of the entire company is about 750 million. Uh, and and as you said, they're they're refinancing 650 million of debt. So it, it's a company that has a lot of debt. And if you're ever in a situation, when you are in a situation where the market starts to turn on you, you you start to peak and and, and spending starts to go down in your sector. Companies with a lot of debt are going to be the ones that that potentially will be bought up by companies that um, have much cleaner balance sheets. Yeah, and and you know you're always looking to also you know limit your downside company with a, a debt position may be bought up or it could it can actually go bankrupt and instead of you know in this segment when you're speculating on these type of businesses you can lose 25 to 50 percent in a business that's debt laden or overburdened with debt you can lose all of your money you know it, that can happen in a business like that and it, it has to be known I'm not saying that's what's going on with Calfrac here or anything like that but that's why we like to focus on companies that are cash rich in this segment. So if you're going to speculate here, uh, look at the balance sheet, look at a great balance sheet to start, and then a business that can benefit from an uptick in the oil, in a strong oil or, or gas pricing environment, and also has the means to benefit when the price goes down by purchasing other companies. So you can benefit both ways. All right. Well, that does it for us this week. Once again, I'd like to thank our listeners for listening. I'd like to thank Aaron for co-hosting with me. Um, we'd like to encourage all of our listeners to continue to bring in all the questions that we have on, on, on stocks for our Your Stock, Our Take segment. Uh, we're getting more and more questions every week. It's great to see. Uh, as well, again, like us on Facebook, uh, like us and rate us uh, on iTunes. And again, profitable investing to all our investing clients and our listeners out there. Thank you, Ryan. Profitable investing. 